Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. This is the Business Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Edwin Frondozo. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you are in good spirits and health. People in our community are struggling. Leading in business can be lonely. And with added COVID-19 stresses and social distancing, there's value in hearing from leaders facing and solving unprecedented challenges. Our second guest on the CADA's 20 Leaders in 20 Days is Paul Vallée, the founder and CEO of Tahama. He is a serial entrepreneur who has spent his career at the forefront of cutting-edge technologies that enable the exchange of work over the internet. Paul envisioned the future, which is happening today, which allows anyone to work from anywhere, including at home. Paul is sought-after speaker, a member in the Council of Canadian Innovators, the CIO Strategy Council, and serves on the board of the Basic Income Canada Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Slingshot a Canadian telecommunications leader in business voiceover IP that empowers the emerging and innovative company to effectively work from home. To learn more, go to the Slingshot VoIP slash TBLP. And with that, here we go. Paul, thank you for taking your time to join us today. Um, really interesting times. I just really want to jump in, Paul, and really talk about and get your insight um, in terms of what the world is going through when it when we're going to virtual work, whether it's impacted you, your specific customers, or what you're hearing within your community, given given your expertise and your knowledge of of remote work now. Well, it's March 20th today, and uh, today is also the day that Canada uh, has more cases than Hubei Province had when uh, they rolled out their massive lockdown, and that is. You know, to me, very troubling that a lot of people who want to work from home and feel like they could work from home are still not able to work from home because enterprises did not really get organized in order to enable their entire workforces to work from home. So a lot of the dramatic consequences to our economy are still going to come. But one of the things that I find heartbreaking is our governments are operating at half capacity uh, and or they are still forcing people to come into the office uh, because they're not equipped. So this is something that I find uh, rather uh, heartbreaking. On the other hand, uh, as for uh, you and uh, me, I'm sure we are here at home and if anything, more productive than ever, uh, just because we are uh, properly equipped. So I think this is one of the big races right now is recognizing that our society is on a very strictly limited social contact budget and it shouldn't be squandered in office towers or schools or any other context where it's not absolutely mandatory. Uh, I, for one, am looking forward to, in the event I have a health emergency, I want my social contact budget still to be there so that I can go to the hospital and have a healthcare system that's intact and ready to help me. So that's, the, I think, the most important, urgent thing happening on, on today, on, in today's date. Yeah, no, and, and, I, and I love where you were talking about and where it made impact. When, when you talk about it being heartbreaking, and for you and I, um, maybe we didn't put that sense of urgency when we were talking to our customers about setting up remote work or, or you know, when we talked about pros and benefits. Uh, we, yeah. 
I know for myself, Paul, I never painted a a doomsday picture in no. any of my clients' heads, right? So, or nor did I want to, but maybe when I look back, maybe that's what we should have done. Well, it's it's interesting. Like business continuity uh, was always one of the use cases for the software uh, that that our company builds uh, called Tehama. But at the same time, we really were looking at it from a perspective of like your office gets shut down because of flooding or because of, you know, other kinds of uh, maybe uh, the air conditioning isn't work or the heater doesn't work or plumbing issues or what have you. And we weren't really thinking of it as an entire large scale enterprise having to send their entire workforce to go home simultaneously. Most remote work uh, entrepreneurs uh, like like I have been for the last 22 years. Most of us were really thinking of remote work as an ac- as a matter of access to talent, right? So right. from the talent's perspective, access to opportunity, and from the enterprise's perspective, access to talent. And that was really the foundational reason to, for people to, to permit uh, remote work in the good old days. Uh, now everything has changed. Well, I, I want to get back to that point, and I think that's important, and that could be the silver lining, that w- what's happening here. But I just wanted to address... As the world is changing and it's changing every day, like you said, this is March 20 and this may air in the next couple, next seven days or, or not. And it might be a different picture at that point because we all know whoever's listening, everything's changing every day. Yep. But what I want to address and given your, you know, your in-depth knowledge when it comes to remote work and, and maybe helping companies transition is what, what are some of the biggest challenges some of these business leaders are going through right now um, who find themselves managing an yeah. entire workforce for the first time in their lives. Yeah. Well, one thing is that one thing is that is really important to anticipate is that um, your managers have a random walk of management styles, and not all of them will work to manage a remote workforce. Um, you know, we've celebrated in the past uh, management styles like management by walking around, and a lot of people take that to heart and feel like being present and walking around and interviewing their team one at a time. And being able to just literally walk into meetings and and eavesdrop as to what's going on in there and and dip in and dip out. Quick quick Q and A's here and there, right? That doesn't work. It will not work working with your when your workforce is working from home. Uh, micromanaging does not work. Management by objective mm-hmm. does work, right? Uh, clock watching does not work. Uh, and so there are uh, there is going to be a, a an important and urgent amount of retooling because managers who were successful before may suddenly find themselves struggling. Now, the good news is that in general, once you are successful at managing a workforce working from home, that workforce tends to be more productive, more engaged, happier, participate in less toxic office politics. Like there's lots mm-hmm. of benefits to that workforce and to managing a workforce that way. But there is definitely an adjustment and a, and a learning curve to do it successfully. I, I mean, I, I love I love that picture you painted of the walk around and and maybe the adjustments and what these managers have to think about right now and maybe try to experiment on what will work with them and their style because everyone's in it right now. Everyone's learning how to do it right now and to change it. And to get back to that silver lining, this is also the opportunity for us to learn how to work from home now. And, and yeah. that dream that, that that we talked about, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Well, I've I've really um, so I, I became a remote work entrepreneur because I felt like I was being held back by my geography. 
I had spent a year living in Minneapolis. I came back to Ottawa, Canada, and I just was unable to find a project, uh, uh, or projects that I felt were at the same level of technical sophistication and ambition and just weren't exciting me as much. So I thought this idea, I found uh, my previous company called Pythian, and, um, and I'll just uh, uh, work from home here in Ottawa and deliver uh, database and systems administration services to customers anywhere. Uh, before uh, I knew it, we were successful. And at the time that I recapitalized Pythian in September, still very successful. Uh, it was uh, 300 plus employees and the majority of which were working from home in 36 countries in 150 cities all over the world, delivering uh, extremely high end, high touch uh uh, data services to a, a large portfolio of customers. That uh, was, to me, really drove me every day is the idea that I'd managed to create a vehicle not only for my own career, to project myself at a distance all over the planet, but that we were also able to hire uh, gifted people from literally everywhere from Costa Rica to Guatemala to Jamaica to uh, rural Canada to rural USA, to San Francisco, uh, all the way uh, up to and including all over Asia. And mm -hmm. having them all, for the most part, uh, the majority of them working from home and still able to deliver their full productivity uh, and, and you know create that, that amazing career for them while also having happy customers because access to talent is an incredibly difficult thing to do. Uh, from the enterprise perspective right now. So I believe this is uh, uh, the beginning of a sea change in how we feel about our careers, uh, about how we feel about access to talent. And I dream of a world with internet, internet enabled labor mobility so that we have the ability to, um, you know, work uh, across borders without having to actually move and say goodbye to our grandmothers. Yeah, hundred percent. Here, here, I love that, and and I like where you're coming from in the sense that this is the time. This is this is inflection point. This was the catalyst. As bad as a situation as we are in, there is going to be a shift, and maybe and maybe this is the future of work happening today. Right? Yeah, I I believe the situation. Obviously, the situation is very grim, but I also think that. China and Singapore and Hong Kong and other jurisdictions that have uh, clearly uh, managed to either recuperate or protect their economies through this point the way. And there is a way forward. So we're really going to have this wave crash over us. And then after there's going to be a future afterwards. Well, that future afterwards could be very bright because of the catalyzing changes um, that, that are taking place right now. So I'll give you a couple of examples. It's really important for Canada to dream of a post-oil economy for Northern Alberta and Northern BC. There are brilliant, hard-working workforces there that would love to project themselves at a distance to the maximum extent possible. Not every job can be done remote, but they would love to be able to participate in that economy. And even more importantly than that, I dream of how, you know, if it's okay for General Motors to say, we're gonna create a thousand jobs in Oshawa, because we're going to invest in this factory. I dream of a world where the Royal Bank says they're going to create a thousand jobs in indigenous communities. Remote work can help create reconciliation by creating economic opportunity in those communities uh, without forcing individuals to turn their backs on their culture and on their ancestral land in order to have awesome jobs. So I really think remote work is an extremely important ingredient in the future of work.
That's it, Biz Leaders. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. This was episode 150, day two of CADA's 20 Leaders in 20 Days mini-series. If you want to learn more about this mini-series, Paul Valet, or anything else that we discussed, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 150. Join me on my private Facebook group where I will discuss this episode. I'll answer your questions and connect you with other like-minded business leaders. Simply search for the Business Leadership Group directly in the Facebook. Thank you again to Slingshot, a Canadian telecommunications leader and business voiceover IP that empowers their merging and innovative company to effectively work from home. To learn more, go to slingshotvoip.com slash tblp. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment on your favorite podcast player. Thank you again. Be your best. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. Thank you.